0: and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner.
1: For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to DipsyStories.com slash Just Break Up. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A Stories.com slash Just Break Up. DipsyStories.com slash Just Break Up.
2: Hi, Head and Heart Workers. Sierra here. Obviously, you can probably tell that I have lost my voice. It's actually day four of my voice being MIA, and this is the best I've sounded. So in light of this, we're going to take a sick day today for the first time in JBU history in the last five and a half years, and we're going to air one of the Patreon episodes that we put out earlier this year. It's a great episode, and um, it gives you an opportunity to get an idea of what our patreon episodes look like feel like we often check in and answer a question just like we do on our primary episodes if you want more of this exclusive content you can go to patreon.com slash just pod but in the meantime enjoy this episode it's a good one i promise i love it i picked it up myself with the help of some of our patrons and i will go back on vocal rest Welcome to Just Break Up, the Patreon edition. My name is Sierra DeMolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to talk about being ghosted by your friend. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) I know, the worst, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's get right into the letter, or unless you wanted to talk about the office hours.
0: Oh, oh, let's talk about it right away. Out the gate. We have an Office Hours coming up um, on Tuesday, October 24th, right? Yep. At 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you haven't participated in these before, it's a casual hangout on Zoom with Sam and I and whoever from our community chooses to show up. We do a quick check and Topic. And Sam and I answer questions live, either via chat, private message, or you can unmute yourself and talk directly to us. These are the hidden gems of Just Breakup. <laughs> the participants uh-huh. who, people who have participated in this in the past would totally agree. I know Sam and I agree. Uh, these are like so much fun. I, I don't know. I can't speak highly enough of them. I think they're awesome. But -hmm. anyway, you can join that if you're subscribed at the $5 level, nope, at the $10 level, $10 level, or at the $5 level annually. Uh, You can come and join us for that.
1: I think it's like, it's like the Facebook group, but like in real time, you know, where it's just like people who are like so loving and affirming of each other and like, I need help with this. And people are like, oh, have you thought about this and that and this? Like, that's what it's like. It's just like, it's just good good camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely.
0: And um, makes me feel close to our community. And I actually love answering questions live with you. Like, it's a little unnerving. It kind of feels like the, the Q&A at the, <laughs> after our live shows, when we used to do live shows. Um, yeah, just like on the spot. But it's I'm always like really impressed by the questions, by your responses, by our community's responses in the comments. Like It's just so nice. So if you can join us. It's happening next week, Tuesday, October 23rd, 4th, 24th. We moved it up a week because (laughs) the other one falls on Halloween. All right. We'll see you then.
1: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Let's get into our letter for today. So our letter comes from Ghosted Bestie, whose pronouns are she, hers, who is writing from abroad. Hi, Sierra and Sam. I'm a longtime listener since 2019, and you are just the best. You've been my companions through times of heartache and stress, even if you don't know it. When I need extra comfort some days, I listen to past episodes, and I feel like I'm hanging out with two old friends. The topic of friendship is actually the impetus for this letter. I've been thinking of sending it for a while now, but recent events have made my heart especially achy, and I feel that now is the right time to put my letter out into the void. I imagine other people have experienced the phenomenon that is ghosting by friends already. However, it's a topic that usually comes up more in reference to romantic partnerships. You guys have discussed friendship and all the messiness that comes with it on the podcast before, and I was finding myself nodding along. I especially liked the recent episode where you discussed that love is not meant as a barter system and that we give out our love willingly and without expecting anything which I don't think is exactly what we said, but I, (laughs) I, and we'll get into that in, when we answer this letter, despite trying so hard in my heart to identify with and enact this type of thinking, I've still find myself struggling so very much with my long term friend. Let's call her S we've been friends a long time since middle school and we're both now in our late twenties. I've always felt that S and I are very different interest-wise and personality-wise, but even in college and beyond, we still found a way to keep our friendship vibrant and relevant. Sure, there are some times when S got on my nerves, maybe I got on hers too, and when I felt I'd go for extended periods with not hearing from her, but we were both busy with our lives and nothing was shocking." These past four years, I've been living abroad and S has visited me twice, something that she knows I've really appreciated. However, the last couple years have included long and extended periods of no contact from her end. Essentially, I've been repeatedly ghosted by my best friend. Initially, I told myself that she was busy and me too, that we were both living very different lives in different countries and that this was all normal. Her messages to me when she bothered to respond were usually months late and would usually be a dramatic apology, an explanation of her being depressed by work, life, etc. I really did and do believe her when she says that she's been going through a rough time and I know the background of her depression. But being intimately aware of her life, how glued she is to her phone and seeing her continue to post on social media about her travels and seeing other friends during these windows of times where I don't hear from her really broke me. On this most recent occasion, I visited home for a couple of months and expected to see her. I heard back from her at such a late date that it was impossible to make plans before leaving again. And she continued to explain that she was in a certain avoidance state due to her depression. She also mentioned being on vacay with her family during this time, which confused me because she makes it sound as if she is lying in bed, incapable of doing anything during these depressive episodes. Actually, I'm realizing that she is just unable to do anything with me. After leaving back home to being abroad and seeing her post on social media about another big trip she's taking with her other friends, just wow. I feel so much anger even as I'm typing this. Mm. And I'm realizing that, A, she's not for me. Not every person can be for me. B, friendships can last just a season, etc. And C, I don't want to be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with me, but it really freaking hurts like a romantic breakup. My main question is this, how do you approach someone who has ghosted you if and when they come back into your life? I anticipate hearing from her eventually, and my first instinct would be to ignore her for as long as I need in a petty kind of way. I don't know if I can see myself even wanting to get back in touch with her. She has apologized to me so many times, but always repeats the same behavior to the point where I don't feel respected anymore. I also have a mostly estranged parent who has gone for long periods of time not contacting me. Two years has been our longest yet. And my friend knows all of this and how much it's hurt me. She's also gone through friend breakups that I've helped her through. Likewise, how do you separate someone's personal responsibility with their self-described mental illness? This is an issue I've always struggled with as I have a lot of as I have dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression myself but I'm still quite high functioning. I grew up with a sibling who had untreated mental illness that they refused to get treated for and it was very frustrating watching my entire family suffer because of it. I feel empathy and sympathy for people in my life who are going through any type of trauma like this but I find a lot of people also use it as a catch-all explanation without ever changing the behavior. How do you hold people accountable while acknowledging that life is hard and people make mistakes? Thanks for your time, regardless of where the letter ends up. I love you all.
0: Oh, we love you too. Thank you so much for writing, for trusting us with this letter, and for supporting us on Patreon. I think this is so painful. I mean, I think there's a lot of shame wrapped up in the idea of ghosting, and there's shame like imbued in our cultural understanding of friendship. Like if you like only long friendships and active friendships are quality friendships in our society's eyes. Um, And, and fortunately or unfortunately, that's not true. Just like the letter writer said, our friendships do come and go. Um, They're not all meant to last forever. They ebb and flow. And, There's a certain amount of fluidity in, in friendships that make them almost harder than romantic relationships because you, there's not the script, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's literally podcasts out there like us that help you get through romantic relationships. There and there's not a yeah. podcast out there that's just break up with your friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. That is uh-huh. our second subtitle.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do. Yeah. We do but do you that. know what but I mean? Yeah. Like
0: friendships are hard, hard and friendship grief is hard to navigate, um, needs within friendships because there's not as clear of a language around you know, boundaries, needs, sustainability within those friendship practices.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you say in your letter, right, that that Sierra and I have talked about um, love not being transactional, right? Like, it's not like I do this so that you give me this back. And the way that we have talked about it or the way that I think I look at it is that that doesn't mean that relationships aren't reciprocal, right? It doesn't mean that you you are supposed to just pour all of your love and attention and time into somebody who is never returning anything to you, right? Like it's, it's less of like, hey, I, like a barter system where it's like, if I do this thing, then I get you to love me in this way at this time in whatever way I want it to be but the idea that like yeah if i am if i am engaging in this relationship with you if i am being your friend then it's natural to expect that you are also going to show kindness and love and respect to me that may ebb and flow given what we're going through our other demands on our time but but we are entitled to be in a place to say this isn't enough for me, right? Like you're not giving back enough and I'm the only one pouring in and something needs to change because I'm not feeling loved and supported in this friendship with you. And that seems like that's the moment that you're at here, right? Like your friend for whatever reason has uh, sort of fallen off in her, uh, I would say like responsibilities of engaging in this relationship and this friendship with you. And uh, I really appreciate that you are offering empathy to that, right? Cause we're not all evil people making bad decisions about our friendships, right? Often it's because of stuff that we're going through or stuff that we're not seeing quite clearly or whatever it might be. Um, and at the same time, that inability to be in, in healthy relationship or a relationship that feels sustainable is painful. It's hurtful, right? I don't. I don't think she's doing it intentionally, right? I don't think she's like plotting evilly in her lair, but but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt you, and it doesn't mean that it's not painful, and it doesn't mean that you don't have a right to be angry with her, right? Because she's doing things that are unkind uh, for whatever reason. That doesn't mean that the unkindness isn't there. And and so it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to say like, I don't know if I can continue to be in relationship with this person because they seem incapable of giving me what I need in order to do this. And, and I am tired of just putting all of my time and energy into this and not getting anything that I need back from it.
0: Right. And I want to jump on something Sam said, but actually take it in a slightly different direction. You know, I, I, Sam said like there we might not understand. There might not there might be something that we're missing that this person is going through, and that is all true. And I also read in your letter this deep desire and frustration because what your friend is saying. And how they're acting isn't adding up, and you're like, I'm missing something. You know, they're you know they're suffering, but they're not suffering in a way that I can comprehend as suffering. You know what I mean? Like there is there is a mistranslation happening here, or like frustration at trying to figure out what this person is saying. Um, and I think the point I'm trying to make is. You're doing a lot of work and I see your heart wanting, you know, this work to equal a certain understanding, like that you want to understand why your friend is doing this. You you want it to make sense in, in your body and in your brain. And sometimes language fails us because even though I say the word yellow and Sam says the word yellow, we might be thinking about different shades of yellow. (laughs) And so when your friend says, oh, I'm just feeling really reclusive and depressed, and then you see them post on Instagram that they're going on another vacation, is it hypocritical? Maybe. Are they not showing up in the friendship, your friendship, the way you want them to? Absolutely. And it's not necessarily... They might just be using words (laughs) that work for them, but that don't resonate with you in the same way or do resonate with you in the same way. But you think it like when you're having a reclusive episode, that means you are in bed and you aren't speaking to anyone. And when they're having a reclusive episode, you know, maybe they have a hard time meeting, take, you know, meeting friends out or taking appointments or adding anything to their already booked up, whatever. Or maybe it's just a fucking excuse because like, I don't know this person and I don't know their life. I'm actually not, I'm telling you this, not for you to be like, okay, I need to flex my understanding more. I'm, I'm actually telling you this so that you can say, I don't need to understand this person. And their actions in order for it to make sense to me and in order for me to validate my disappointment in them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't have to do any more work. You can just say, like, you know what? They say that they're in a reclusive episode and they're going on a vacation. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't need to understand it to know that like it feels icky to me. I feel icky. I'm a little hurt by this. Um yeah, sometimes language fails us because we're imbuing our own understanding of things on other people and also like we're human. So like language fails us because we can manipulate language and we can (laughs) just say things because we're uncomfortable and we don't know what to say or, or whatever. Um,
1: This is why words of affirmation are useless.
0: (laughs) That is not true. Samuel, (laughs) just kidding, but it is why they are inconsistent. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just that like you can, you know, your friend can be saying one yellow and you're picturing another yellow and you're like, this doesn't, this does not line up. Why would you say that yellow is like a sunset when it's obviously like a daisy? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. absolutely. <laughs> no, I think that that's, that's really,
0: I'm saying that that's to, really uh, real to bring the letter writer peace, not to tell them to do more work in understanding, you know, I, I, I think The revelation that everybody's experiencing reality different than me was like so relieving to my little people-pleasing brain because I no longer had to understand. I could just be like, oh, they look at it differently. I don't have to mold my perspective to fit this or whatever.
1: Use the middle person. <laughs> just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just That's rocketmoney.com slash just break Rocketmoney.com slash just Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's, I think that's really real. Um, and I also think that like, you know, given your experience, uh, love too, of like having this sibling with an untreated mental illness, having done a lot of work for yourself to manage your own mental illness as well, that there probably is like a feeling that's in you. That's like, well, why can't people just get it together? Right? Like, If you are this upset, if you're this depressed, if you're this anxious, then how are you able to do all of these things, right? Because for me, being that depressed or that anxious would make me need to be in bed, right? Or make me incapable of doing all of these things. And like Sierra said, people manage their mental health differently. And I know that that meant a lot of consternation for your family. And I want to create the space for the idea that maybe the way that your friend is handling her mental illness is working for her. Maybe it is. And so therefore maybe it's not going to change because there's no impetus for it. There's nothing that she needs to change about it because, you know, she's found coping mechanisms that work for her in the way that she needs to, or she's not interested in doing something different or whatever it might be. Right. And I think that there's kind of this idea that some of us have who have struggled with mental illness and maybe found uh, tools that are working for us is that like, oh, those tools should work for everyone else, right? Like those are those are things that everyone else should be able to do. And then they should get to a point where they can manage their mental health in a way that I would manage it. And that's not actually true, right? The, the reality is, is that all of us are going to manage our mental health in ways that are different. And that may be frustrating from an outsider perspective because it's not what you would do. But that doesn't mean that she is suddenly going to come to this revelation where she'll see it exactly how you see it. Use the tools exactly how you use them and come to a place where she can be in perfect friendship with you. Right. And I think that that expectation isn't reasonable because she's clearly living her life. Right. She's clearly finding ways to be able to function Maybe not as well, quote unquote, well, as you would like her to, but she's finding ways to function in ways that work for her. And unfortunately, and sadly, that doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem to mean that she's capable of meeting you in the way that you would like this friendship to operate. And that sucks, right? Everything about that sucks. It's it's hurtful, it's sad, it's disappointing. And I understand your deep frustration with this, but I, I want to just create that space for you to, again, kind of let go of this expectation that you can somehow, I don't know, like will her into functioning in the way that you would like her to function as if she's not functioning in a way that's appropriate for her. Right. And and kind of let go of that expectation so that then you can look at this friendship and say to yourself, hey, she is doing Her absolute best in this moment, right? This feeling of me being abandoned, this feeling of me like not getting the responses that I need, this ghosting that's happening to me, this is the best that she can do. This is what she is operating at in this moment. So is this enough for me, right? Is this relationship something that I want to pour more time, more energy into? Because you can't change her, all you can do is sort of understand what you're working with and then decide what you want to do with it going forward.
0: And honestly, I, you know, we can flex all of this compassion and we can, we can practice understanding that everybody's reality is different. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say, it sounds like this friendship has, you know, to use your word repeatedly disappointed you or is not meeting you where you're at right now. Um, You know, we do talk about how love is not transactional, um, but it is okay to like pull away from a friend, you know, it's okay to like put some space between you and that person, you know, you can check yourself and make sure you're not doing it out of pettiness or not, you know, that's, that's when it becomes transactional is when you're doing it for a reaction or you're doing it for whatever. But again, like Sam and I've been saying, we're all human. We're all capable of that pettiness. And, and, and we, we, Mm. we respond in pettiness for reasons because we're hurt because our hurt Uh, like wants uh, attention, you know? For sure. So, you know, my, my challenge to you would be like, how can you make your hurt feel seen and held and cared for without, you know, accessing, you know, practicing, accessing your maturity and your, your, um, and your kindness and your compassion while caring for yourself at the same time. It doesn't have to be a reactionary you know, cry for help or attention or whatever. It can be, this hurts. I'm grieving. Losing a friend or putting space between me and and a friend that I value is disappointing and it's hurtful. Um, and if she comes to reach out to me at some point, I can be polite. I can be compassionate and I can also be a little withdrawn or put, you know, Cheerful and stupid, as Sam says, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't feel safe with that person. It's not petty to put space between you and a person because you don't feel safe with them. Because she's proven to be a friend that disappoints and hurts you. Um, striking that balance is tricky, but it is totally possible. And it's also like, okay, if you if you feel a little petty because that's what humans, that's what we do, you know?
1: Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I would say you're totally validated, you know, you're, it's totally reasonable that you feel disappointed in this friend, disappointed in how it has unfolded. And if I were you, I would say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm going to put my energy elsewhere and elsewhere can be into other friendships that are making me feel held and seen and affirmed. And um, your attention elsewhere can also be, how can I tend to myself? What am I going to do today? That makes me feel good. How am I going to, Mm. how can I pivot the energy that is trying really hard to understand or compute why she's being so disappointing and instead transfer that energy to Why does it hurt me so much that she's being so disappointing? What do I need, you know, in this season of care? Why can I honor the good parts of our friendship while grieving what I've lost and letting go of what was no longer serving me? Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there is a mature way to meet a person where they're at. Meaning like it's not about a tit for tat sort of petty withdrawing. But you know, you can, you can protect your energy, protect your peace um, while still extending like all the branches of kindness and compassion.
1: For sure. For sure. I'm sorry that this is happening. Uh, I'm sorry that this is so challenging. Um, friend breakups are never, easy, never and, easy and there's, there's so many different variations and realities of them that we so frequently miss. And so um, I want you to know that you're not alone in this, that uh, Sierra and I are trying to see you and hold you as well as everyone who is listening and and recognize the fact that you are allowed to grieve this. You're allowed to be sad and disappointed, and you're also allowed to create more space for yourself in this relationship, mm-hmm. more space for yourself to to find what you need in places that are going to be more sustainable than this current friendship is.
0: Absolutely. All right, my darling, thank you so much for supporting us here on Patreon and trusting us with this letter. We hope that it helps.
1: Absolutely. We love you.
0: Okay. So I hope to see all of you. Next week on Tuesday, October 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern, we will send out the Zoom link like 30 minutes beforehand and I'll post a reminder the morning of. And uh, yeah, you know, it's okay if you're petty sometimes. (laughs) It's okay (laughs) if you feel um, like you want more out of someone and you just can't understand why you're not getting it. Uh, we're, We're not meant to be perfectly composed and evolved and emotionally mature all the time uh the purpose is that we we try again that we stand up we we apologize or we correct ourselves or in some cases we step away because we know that thing is no longer serving us and if all else fails
1: just break up